And I ran, and I ran, and I ran. Chris Yuzinski here for uh, Running Flat Radio. Kelly Steele, believe it or not, is uh, is illing today, so we wish her all the best, and she'll be with us again next week. Uh, Running Flat Radio, if you're unfamiliar with Running Flat Radio, it's a show all about endurance sports, mostly running, and uh, mostly running in the in the Great Lakes region. We we do it a number of different ways. We really want folks to be out there listening and getting involved in, in our sport. And, and the best way to do that is to educate you and tell you all about what's going on that's really exciting, what's really new and innovative in our sport. But most of all, tell you the stories because every runner has an absolutely amazing story about themselves, whether it's personal perseverance, whether it's it's uh, professional glory, as we do talk to a lot of world record holders and, and, and all kinds of famous runners from around the world. But, but most of all, it's all about you and kind of helping you get along, get off the couch. And if you are a runner, kind of helping you improve your times and educate you about some of the new stuff that's happening and, and, and introduce you to a lot of, lot of interesting people and, and the whole social aspects of running and everything else. So anyway, at Running Flat, it's, it's been a, a really interesting week because this week we actually uh, started up and launched today Le Chocolat. And, uh, and believe it or not, it's, it's been feverishly uh, picked up and, and lots of registrations today. It opened up uh, probably, I think, around noon. Uh, today was when it officially opened up. And Le Chocolat, uh, a Mother's Day primer, is, is one of the events that we, we produce here in, in the Windsor, Detroit area. And it is uh, Windsor's only half marathon that actually takes place on Riverside Drive. And the big news that we have is that the course for Le Chocolat is going all the way from the Walkerville area, which is where we're starting from at the, uh, the Walkerville breweries, going all the way down to the bridge and then coming all the way back to Lausanne Road, taking in the entire Detroit River Vista and, and some beautiful neighborhoods. You know, when you get around Prado and Jefferson and going out to Lausanne and back, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal course world-class course and uh and we welcome all those runners from out of town last year we had uh close to 2300 runners at the event or maybe it's closer to 2400 runners at the event and half half were from out of town 1200 runners from all over the united states and canada uh flew in uh through windsor and detroit and uh and had a great weekend with us now we call it a mother's day primer because if you do a run on Mother's Day, you're not going to get anybody. I mean, with all due respect, you're, you're not going to get any volunteers. And for the most part, you won't get a lot of runners because it's a special day, right, For uh, to kind of help moms celebrate with their family. And and, uh, and mom's not supposed to be out there running that day. So but we've, what we've ended up doing is we called it Mother's Day Primer. It is on May 3rd, if you're looking at your calendar for 2015. And the beauty of, of, of the Mother's Day Primer is... It's all about the women. It really is. It's it's a great event where um, each participant in the event gets a three-liter box bag of wine that is shaped like a purse from our, our good sponsors and good friends over at the Peely Island Wineries in Kingsville and Peely Island. They, uh, they have a patent on this really interesting uh, bag uh, of, of wine, box bag of wine that's shaped like a purse. It comes in white. It comes in red. Uh, backed by popular demand is that gift. We are the only run in the world that gives away three liters of wine to every participant. So registration for that is open. And uh, we do have uh, a 5K, a 10K, and of course the half marathon. The 5K has a run walk, the 10K has a run walk, and the half marathon traditionally is just a pure run in registration. You can go to uh, raceroster.com. 
uh, to get to the registration page. The other thing that you can do is uh, you can also get to uh, through the runningflat.com uh, website. And when you, when you're the runningflat.com website, you can actually just hit upon the, uh, the Le Chocolat, um, uh, excuse me, the Le Chocolat, uh, emblem. And, and then it'll take you over to the registration site. So, um, there is a, a $5 discount that's on just for this week. And it is radio podcast is the, uh, is actually the, the, the code that you can put in all over case for $5 off on that event. So, uh, Le Chocolat open, uh, we will be announcing uh, a new partner for, uh, the expo and our expo pickup and a whole bunch of, uh, hotels that'll be coming on board shortly with us as well. So, you know, just book the event and then we'll take care of the rest with you guys between now and Christmas and kind of get you, get you settled for your rooms and everything else. But, uh, you are listening to Running Flat Radio. If you're interested in any, any past shows that we've done, cause we've had some phenomenal guests on this show. Uh, from Fred Fox, Terry Fox's son, to Dave McGillery from the Boston Marathon. And, uh, and actually today we have Jim Christ from MarathonPacing.com is joining me. And, and so is Steve Fleck, who is uh, a real personality and announcer in, in the running endurance, especially in the triathlon industry in Canada. They're going to be joining me because we're, we're going to talk about a couple things. One is uh, the, the issue of pricing of, of the marathon. And, and pricing the half marathon, where those prices come from, and where is everybody else in the marketplace. And so we're going to be discussing that uh, really in probably about uh, a quarter after the hour. We're going to take that right through the rest of the show. It, it's going to be fascinating because they both have very different perspectives. One, uh, Jim being from, from Pittsburgh uh, and having, you know, I think he runs close to 45 or 50 marathons a year. And, and really gets around and has been in the industry a long time. Uh, we're going to have a really good and frank conversation about that. But, uh, but before we go to break, I think it's time that we, uh, we at least do our, our song of the week, celebrating that it is Halloween, that, uh, that we actually do This is Halloween by Marilyn Manson. You're listening to Running Flat Radio on AM800 CKLW. Boys and girls of every age Wouldn't you like to see something strange morning drive at 620 lisa still doesn't have her voice back we need suggestions from you on what she can do while she's off work at 750 the impossible question a chance for you to win spitz tickets and qualify to host your friends in your very own suite and news weather traffic sports and business all morning the morning drive weekday mornings 5 till 9 on am 800 Now the forecast from the AM800 Weather Center. Tonight, mainly cloudy, a 60% chance of showers, along with a risk of a thunderstorm, windy and a low of 17. Tomorrow, showers beginning in the morning and ending in the afternoon. Risk of a thunderstorm late tomorrow morning and early afternoon. Gusty wind, a high of 19. Tuesday night, partly cloudy, a low of 6. Wednesday and Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud and highs of 11 for both days. Once again, 60% chance of showers tonight, along with a risk of a thunderstorm, windy and a low of 17. Sign up for the AM800 transmitter. This is important information. Email delivery of station news, events, contests, and cool happenings. Where did you get this information? Visit am800cklw.com. CarStar locations are locally owned. We're there at the same ballparks, the same hockey rinks, and the same dance studios. And when it comes to car accidents, we're right there too. From small dings and scratches to glass and collision repair, CarStar does it all. 
Contact us today. And if you want to talk Little League, we're good with that. With over 160 locations, we make accidents unhappen. Visit carstar.ca. Visit Carstar at 700 North Service Road in Windsor. Looking to start running? Strap on a pair of comfortable shoes. Now put one foot in front of the other and keep going. It's that easy. This is this is Running Flat Radio on AM 800. And welcome back to uh, Running Flat Radio. Chris Uzinski in the studio. Uh, Running Flat Radio, all about running. If you want more information about our events and what we do, you can go to runningflat.com. Or even join us on Facebook. We have a multitude of Facebook pages. And what I do want to do is I want to direct you to, for the next 45 minutes, we're going to have a quick conversation about uh, what's going on in in marathon pricing. And to do that, I want you to go onto Facebook and go to the Running Flat Radio uh, page. Like it, of course, because you like it. And then go a little bit further down, you'll see one of my latest posts where we actually list the pricing of various marathons. And, and it's going to be important that you, you look at that, maybe not now, but maybe sometime in the show, because we will be talking about that. Just to finish off the conversation about Lashock a lot, uh, the, the new maps will be posted within the next week of, of the course. And the course is the 5, the 10, and the half. Uh, along with where the Porta Johns are and all the aid stations, we do aid stations every two kilometers with a Porta John. Uh, they're 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 staffed by firemen because the the charity that we work with is Sparky's Toy Drive. And one of the other things that that's that's also important about the event is that at the aid stations we have water and we also have something called Running Flat or RF fuel. That fuel is actually uh, lemonade made by our, our good friends over at Infinite uh, Nutrition Canada. Uh, they make great products, and, and I, you should really definitely go to their website and, and get some custom product uh, and nutrition developed specifically for you. So, you know, how do I start this story? Let, let's start by getting, uh, by, by getting our guests on first off. Uh, you know, our, our good friend from MarathonPacing.com, uh, Jim Chris, joins us from, from, from Pittsburgh. Uh, Jim is a, uh, a dear friend of the shows and, and running flats, and, and he's also, uh, he's the guy who has the pacing group that comes out to all of our big events, whether it's Run for Heroes or Le Chocolat, uh, and even if you ran Detroit or a multitude of, of, of marathons this last year, you probably ran into a professional pacing group, you're probably in a prof- behind a professional pacer, and he was probably... Uh, uh, from MarathonPacing.com. Uh, Jim, welcome back to the show. Uh, Chris, it's a pleasure to be back. Thanks yeah. for asking me. It, you know what? It's, it's always great having you. Also on the line is we have Steve Fleck. Steve, Steve is, uh, is, is an announcer extraordinaire uh, from, uh, from the Toronto region. Uh, he does, uh, he's the voice of, of Iron Man here in Canada doing the half Ironmans. And, and, and the Fools, I believe, too, Steve? Steve? Okay, we'll we'll get Steve on in a minute. So, so Jim, I, I want to preface this entire conversation by giving you a story that happened to me a couple weeks ago when I was volunteering for the CIBC uh, Run for the Cure here in Windsor, Ontario. So, the 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 events on Riverside Drive it comes down it comes down on the uh, onto the uh, the waterfront. I'm on the waterfront taking care of a couple things with the. Uh, with, with the course and and I'm, I'm bent over on on the waterfront trail trying to pick up a, a barricade and a pylon and two runners are running by and, and, and one says to the other well it's not like Amherstburg eighty dollars that's way too much for a half marathon that that's it, that's that, it's a ripoff so I stood up at that point in time because they didn't, they didn't know I was I was bent over and I yelled to the guy I said no it's not and they recognized who I was, and he says, whoa, 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 you know, wrong guy, wrong guy, sorry, wrong guy to complain to, and then they just kind of kept running away. And, and I thought to myself, boy, I hope that's not a perception that people think that that event is expensive, uh, considering the amount of infrastructure and, and planning and marketing we do to attract so many runners from all over North America. And I thought, wow. Um, so, you know, it got me thinking. I, I went home, and I, I kind of sat down with Mrs. Running Flat, uh, Deb and I said, you know what? Like this is really starting to piss me off because I'm thinking maybe they're right. You know, maybe may, maybe he is right. Maybe eighty dollars is a bit of a rip off to to run in 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 Amherstburg if you consider Amherstburg not a great place to run. And I'm thinking I'm going to go home and I'm going to do some research. So on Facebook right now you can see this post and it's it's kind of a a real rough 
kind of breakdown of where the events are at in regards to um, where they open for for a, for a half marathon and where they close near near race day, kind of their their highest pricing structure. So what we've done is we, we we've kind of listed as U.S. marathons and Canadian marathons. And what I didn't want to do, and I'll, I'll be really frank about this, I did not want to add Disney. I did not want to add even Le Chocolat or or Pele Island because they're they're really high-end kind of fringe experiences that are going to be way more expensive than than your average, you know, 13-mile romp, right? Well, you know, Chris, they're not on your list, but we should talk about them a little bit because they do represent a pretty unique product offering in the running uh, market right now. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so you know, let, let's take a look at this really fast. So, so in the United States, I've listed the Ann Arbor Marathon at, at $65 where it starts. It ends at $85. Uh, the Martian, and that, yep. That, I, I will mention Ann Arbor is an event that we pace, and that event is early in the season, happens in March, so everyone kind of is just getting out of those winter doldrums, and it, it gives you an early opportunity. Yeah, and, and Martian is, is an early one, too. It, it's in April. Uh, traditionally around April Fools, uh, Martian Marathon in Dearborn, Michigan. It starts at 60. It ends around 70. Uh, Kalamazoo is, is 50 and 70, and that's put on by the Kalamazoo Runners. Um, Holland, Michigan uh, starts at 75 and goes to 90. Glass City, you know, our, our friends out in Monroe, Michigan, uh, or Toledo, uh, Ohio, uh, that's 70 and goes to 90. Uh, Flying Pig, uh, starts at 80 and goes to 105. Uh, Cleveland Rite Aid, um, you know, which is a, a great marathon. Their half starts at 80, goes to 105. Uh, Towpath is 65, goes to 85. And, you know, our good friends at uh, the Free Press with Detroit is 95 and goes to 140. Well, and we see a trend here. It, it, you know, the large events, Flying Pig, Cleveland, Detroit, the largest of those, uh, really has pretty high pricing because they're dealing with urban uh, race course construction. You're right. I, I know, and I've talked to Alan Brooks about this a million times, you know, when I look at his policing costs and, and you know what, the, it's it's incredible what, uh, what, what their policing costs are. And one of the things that, that I think is incredible is when you're looking at 500, 450, 550, almost 600 road closures for a marathon, um, because, you know, when you're closing down a freeway, you have to close down a whole lot of entrances and exits. I mean, it's it's a very, very expensive uh, event to do. But, yeah, you're right. The, the larger uh, inner city ones like Detroit, um, and, 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 of course, there's a philosophy to pricing, right? We don't want you to register in the last month. We don't want you to register at the expo. Uh, the simple fact is we want to do all of our planning months ahead take care of it and then worry about the experience so uh, so just to kind of move on down the list uh, when we talk about Canada uh, we've got Scotiabank waterfront which is uh, in the six month range uh, out starts at 85 ends at 105 plus HST so that that goes up to over $120 Ottawa Marathon starts at 97 and goes to $140 including HST uh, Road to Hope, uh, which is coming up uh, very shortly out in Hamilton, starts at 73, goes to 90, plus HST. Uh, Mississauga is 75, plus a, goes to 105, plus HST. Good Life is 85, goes to 120, plus HST. Niagara Falls, 75 to 95, plus HST. The Forest City uh, Half Marathon, which is a spring marathon in London, Ontario, 65, goes to 80, plus HST. Uh, so, you know, these things are all close to $100. And then Run for Heroes starts at 70 and goes to 90, including HST. So, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I've racked my brains. I've looked at these numbers. And, and with all due respect, 80 bucks is a deal. 80 bucks is a deal, especially when we're running on the course in Amherstburg, which is a gorgeous course to run. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and for those who aren't familiar, Amherstburg is, is, a, is a small historic town on the Detroit River, right at the mouth of Lake Erie, where it empties into Lake Erie. It's across from Gross Eel, uh, Michigan, and Monroe, Michigan, kind of in between them. It's a, it's an incredible 
uh, incredibly, first off, incredibly flat course, but it's also a very picturesque course because it's almost all waterfront and, and, and pretty pristine waterfront, frankly, uh, at that. So, uh, you know, Jim, it's just one of those things where you kind of scratch your head and you go, you know, what, what else What else can you look at cost-wise? I mean, you know from, from your experience uh, running, what is it, like 40-some-odd marathons this year? Yeah, marathonpacing.com services about 40 events. Now, I, I go to about two-thirds of those, so I can't say that I ran 40 marathons, but I certainly did get around to a number of events. Yeah, it's uh, – and, and, and look, it, for a lot of reasons, like, it, like I said earlier, we, we're not talking about some of the really high-end boutique events. We're not talking New York. We're not talking uh, even Le Chocolat, but – Le Chocolat opened today, right? The half marathon opened at $90. Now, according to your chart, people would think that's a high price. But, of course, Le Chocolat gives you chocolate and gives you wine. Gives you a $35 value of of wine, right? You know, your three-liter box bag of wine is worth $35. So I mean, it's 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 probably the biggest swag you're gonna find in running anywhere. Um, so yeah, that's why it starts at ninety and it goes to a hundred, uh, and it only has like like five dollar increments, right? But uh, you know, what's what's your view on? Because uh, you're a race director and and you race direct um, a uh, a really really interesting event in in Cleveland, and uh, how do you guys look at pricing? Well, you know, we have the uh, Christmas Story Run, which is December the 6th, and right now that run is priced at $55. Now, that's a 5K or a 10K. We don't differentiate. The, the runner can run either the 5K, which starts at what used to be the Higby's Department Store right in downtown Cleveland, and then runs out to where the uh, Christmas Story House is located in the Tremont section of Cleveland. That's about a three-mile, loosely a 3.1-mile run, so we call that the 5K, and then you just turn around and run right back downtown for the 10K. But similar to what you've illustrated in your chart, Chris, we started that at $45 when we first opened up registration. And about halfway through the, the month, we then bumped it up $10 because as you get closer to the race, as you know, you start to get a little squeezed in terms of determining how many medals to order, how many shirts to order, how much food to provision on the course. And so those early registrants with the lower price really do help you out in your planning as a race director. So it's it's nice to reward them with that. Yeah, absolutely. Jim, stick with us. We're going to hit a news break. We'll be right back after these messages. They're only seven days, but they'll save you for years to come. It's the factory-authorized seven-day sales event at your Dodge Taylor. Seven days you can't afford to miss. With over $8,000 in total discounts on Dodge Grand Caravan, the country's number one selling minivan. And the Canada Value Package is just $19,995. But hurry, this seven-day sales event ends October 28th. See your Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram retailer today. Some falls hurt, some falls injure, and for too many workers in Ontario, falls kill. Together we can stop this. The Ministry of Labour's Chief Prevention Officer is asking employers and workers who work at heights to contact the Ministry of Labour or one of Ontario's health and safety associations for information on safe practices when working at heights. Remember, everyone can help by ensuring that your contractor uses safe work practices with properly trained workers. Three different items, one common bond. Your goal, to discover their shared connection and score a sweet prize. Tune into the Noon Report at 1245 on AM800 to play the Tri-Bond Contest. From the AM800 News Center, your number one news source in Windsor-Essex. An information update with Paul Pedro. The company responsible for election result delays in Tecumseh, Leamington and Kingsville last night is apologizing. 
Cytel confirms in a letter that its quality assurance process detected an inconsistency in some election result files. The company then reran the tabulation and conducted a thorough manual audit that took more time. Election results were late by a couple of hours last night. Windsor's municipal election only had 37.5% of voters cast a ballot, and some are urging alternatives to the voting process. Ward 8 Councillor Bill Morris says maybe making voting more accessible and convenient could help increase voter participation. Voter turnout was 46% in the city's 2010 civic election. And the Unemployed Help Center's Plentiful Harvest Program now has a garden with apple and pear trees and berries thanks to Caesars Windsor. The casino donated $3,000 to help plant two trees. AM 800 Sports, the Royals host the Giants tonight in Game 6 of the World Series. The Leafs are hosting the Sabres tonight and the Habs skate in Calgary tonight. From the AM 800 Weather Center, partly cloudy tonight, gusty wind a low of 8, mainly cloudy tomorrow, 30% chance of showers and a high of 10. Right now in Windsor-Essex, 14 Celsius, that is 57 Fahrenheit. I'm Paul Pedro, AM 800 News. When you're able to focus your mind and your body, anything is possible. From 5K runs to half marathons to the full 26.2 miles. We talk about it all on Running Flat Radio, Tuesdays, 7 till 8 on AM 800. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Ovaltine? You shoot your eye out? No, I want an official red under cover, and I should do it if you're my lay rifle. You're listening to uh, Running Flat Radio. You'll shoot your eye here. out, kid. <laughs> Hey Jim, we uh, we played that for you since you're the race director of the uh, the Christmas Story run in Cleveland, Ohio. Hey Jim, I'm still here. That that uh, <laughs> clip just made me laugh because of those excerpts from the movie, the uh, Christmas Story. It's funny every time I hear them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about your race. So the race, 5K, 10K, which I, I mentioned before our break, starts downtown where the old Higby, Higby's department store was located and runs out to the Christmas Story house and then turns around for those runners that want to get a 10K in. They basically go back the same route or very similar route to downtown. So you can get a three-mile run, a six-mile run, but back to tying it into the pricing. So our pricing right now at $55, that is on the high side for a 5K or a 10K. And as we develop the pricing, the things that went into that where, oh, this is a race in the city of Cleveland, so we do have some pretty substantial costs for shutting down the roads and renting the police uh, and security protection we need along the course to make the runners safe. We actually have to shut down one of the interstate exits, uh, so we deal with the uh, fine people at uh, Ohio Department of Transportation who are very helpful on that, but nonetheless, there's certainly a cost to posting the signage and the uh, putting up the uh, barricades for doing that. Yeah, and, and just so I can mention, you're, you're listening to Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW or on or on iTunes in your podcast. The we're, we're still trying to get Steve Fleck online. We're having some technical difficulties getting both both you and Steve on at the same time, um, but we we will continue to try to do that. One one of the things that uh, people don't have any clue uh, is in regards to the cost of organizing. Uh, an event of that size and, and, and coordinating it with, you know, whether it's, you know, your, your state police, your local police, your public works department, your parks and rec department, uh, your fire safety, EMS. Uh, I mean, the, the co- costs are huge. And um, it's just one of those things that, you know, it gets built into what we do. But uh, as a variable, it's getting more and more expensive to close roads down. And, and more and more municipalities, with all due respect, to those municipalities that I do a lot of work with are getting more and more uh, road closure reverse. How's that? Because of the amount of runs they do, because of the parades, because of, you know, the walks, you know, even the impromptu walks that, you know, all of a sudden open up this huge liability for them. There's a lot of factors. And, and frankly, for the most part, I mean, many of them have that mantra that, you know, runs are for paths and cars are go on roads only. And, um, you know, but that's not what runners want to do, right? I mean, you want a great run. You want a great alchemy of a run. It's A course is, is a big part of that. Well, the, the nice thing that we have in Cleveland, because we do have a, a very good reception 
by the city of Cleveland, uh, in part because our race is a major fundraiser. Our race funds a not-for-profit foundation that actually pours the profits or the the, uh, revenues from the race back into neighborhood uh, restoration in the area where the Christmas Story House is located. Okay. So the residents of that area, even though they might be inconvenienced because they might not be able to pull out of their driveway if uh, 6,000 runners are running right in front of it for an hour or so, uh, they certainly realize the, the benefits to the community. So, if- And that, that would be another aspect of why our pricing is where it is. Yes, it might be a little higher than many other 5Ks, but the fact is it's a charity race and the money goes to a great cause. Right. Right. But if you're looking at, let's say, 100 road closures, right, you have to rent every single one of those barricades plus the barricade a block away to warn drivers that the road's closed a block up. Right. And then you have to outfit each volunteer with a safety vest and and, and a snack and a water and everything else that we do for each one of the volunteers. And in, in Cleveland, Chris, the regs that we follow there we can't simply have a volunteer at those intersections. We have to have uh, a licensed security professional, such as an off-duty policeman uh, or someone of that nature. Wow. Well, that's expensive. So but he, so in Canada, because we, we, we obviously have different rules between our countries, in Canada you're allowed to use a volunteer uh, for a non-signaled road. For a signaled road, you, you, you have to use... Uh, only a police officer, because in the United States, when we do work, we, we can actually call in National Guardsmen, and we can work with local militia, right? And that is not, you cannot do that in Canada, because the only person who can actually close a road that's signaled is a police officer. And uh, so there's that, that entire argument that, that you actually have to deal with here. Uh, whereas, you know, I've been to many events where you'll actually just see um, a National Guardsman closing a road and uh, for even parades and, and, and large races. So, yeah, th- th- that's all cost, right? Somewhere, somewhere in there, uh, those costs have to be, uh, you know, covered. And, and, and that's why there's, there's that cost in a marathon and a half marathon. Well, and, and let's talk about some of the benefits that the runners see. Because the runners don't really think about, oh, the road closures and the cost. They're, you know, they're thinking... Well, I'm running on the road, and, and you know, hopefully they, they feel safe in doing so, but they don't think of those things. The way they see the other things that they, they get as swag from the event, such as what type of shirt are you getting? What type of medal are you getting? What's the food and nutrition offerings at the finish line? And so those are items where we also uh, spend on the high side to make sure that the runner has a really outstanding experience. Now, we don't go to the extreme that you do where we're giving away uh, $30 $30, uh, purses of wine. But if you finish the Christmas Story run, you will get your hot Ovaltine (laughs) and a nice cookie to eat. And uh, you'll have a medal, which is posted on our website. The medals, people have been raving over the medals. This year is the year of the bullies. So our medal depicts uh, a couple bullies uh, chasing the runner. Awesome. Hey, what's uh, what's what's the website, Jim? A Christmas Story Run dot com. Christmas Story Run dot com. Jim, thank you very much for joining us on, on Running Flat Radio. All the best. Hope to see you in Cleveland, and if not, we'll see you at Le Chocolat uh, pacing with the pacerettes. I'm looking forward to it. And Chris, <laughs> thanks for having me. I hope you have a great rest of your show. <laughs> thanks, Jim. All the best. You have been listening to uh, Running Flat Radio. When we come back, we'll get uh, Steve Fleck online on AM800 CKLW. This fall. All right. 
comedy is going to court. You know you're never going to work in corporate law again. Well, watch me. When a top corporate lawyer loses her job, she ends up working for the people. From the looks of her, she's probably guilty. And she loves the people. I go home, open a nice bottle of wine, smash it on the counter, and shank myself with it. Watch the series premiere of Bench tonight at 10.30 on Comedy. Defense, how do you plead? Your Honor, I need a short recess because I have to go resign. The only open line talk show in Windsor. Unfortunately, I'm furious about what's going on. The Lynn Martin Show. I'm just sick and tired of listening to these people lie to me. On Wednesday's show, does your boss belong in your bedroom? Does it matter what you are doing? No matter who you are, do they have a right to tell you what you can and can't do there? We'll talk about it with you at 11, Lorna Vanderhaeg. When you hear about it, don't just talk, react. The Lynn Martin Show, weekdays 9 till noon on AM 800. This is a song about the flu. Who's got the flu? It's maybe me and you. If you've been in a car, it can travel that far. Within six feet of a sneeze, it's probably on your keys. So here's what you can do. Get the shot! And stop the flu. You can't always protect yourself from others, so get the free flu shot. Visit Ontario.ca slash flu for a location near you. Paid for by the Government of Ontario. Now the forecast from the AM800 Weather Center. Partly cloudy tonight, gusty wind, a low of 8. Mainly cloudy tomorrow, a 30% chance of showers and a high of 10. Partly cloudy Wednesday night, a 30% chance of showers, a low of 3, with the risk of frost Wednesday night. Mix of sun and cloud Thursday, a high of 11. Cloudy Friday, 60% chance of showers and a high of 7. Once again tonight, partly cloudy, gusty wind, a low of 8. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of showers and a high of 10. Mittens. Hot cocoa. Instant traction, all-wheel drive. When preparing for Canada's coldest season, there are some things you just can't go without. The Volvo XC60 SUV has everything it takes to take on winter. Plus, with available features like front and rear heated seats and a heated steering wheel, you won't need those mittens. Right now, take advantage of 0% financing for five years on all 2015 Volvo XC60s. Visit volvocars.ca for full details. Helping you achieve your personal best. This is Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski on AM 800. And welcome back to uh, Running Flat Radio. Steve Fleck joins us on, on Running Flat Radio. Steve, are, are, do we have you now? Yes, I think I'm here, Chris. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about those, those technical difficulties, but I'm glad you're on. And, and we were just talking to Jim about, about some of the issues regarding the costings of half marathons and perceptions and stuff like that. We'd already gone through, uh, and if you, you can go to our, our Facebook page, to Running Fly Radio, and you can actually go through all of the different pricing that we've kind of come up with just from like the local Great Lakes region uh, of runs that, that, that are uh, here spring and fall half marathons and where the costs are at. And we were just talking about how Le Chocolat opened up today. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you can join us because you have a much different perspective. You come from a sport um, that's really expensive with all due respect. Uh, and it's because you guys use a whole lot of infrastructure. You use the water, you use, you use a road to ride on and, and long distances, and you definitely have, have long runs involved as well in triathlons. So, I mean, you, you have a much different perspective on costing. Oh yeah, the the sport of triathlon, Chris, is is much more expensive historically to put on for all the reasons that you had stated, and that the infrastructure uh, to put it on, it, you know, costs you know that much more. And you're not just putting on, you know, one race. You're actually putting on three races in one day: a swim, uh, a bike, and a run, and then and then throwing it all together. And as I had said, historically triathlons have cost more. I mean, the, the famous sort of Ironman. Uh, triathlons now. I mean, if you wanted to enter an, an Ironman triathlon, uh, which is you know the equivalent of the marathon in in, in the world in the world of of triathlon, it would it would cost you about seven hundred dollars uh, to enter one in North America right now. And not including travel accommodations, getting your bike there, you know, getting your 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 posse there, you know, getting your wife and kids or, or husband and kids and. It's, oh uh, yeah, no. It's it, it, it all starts to become very expensive. Now, keep in mind those are the most expensive of of the uh, triathlon races. Your typical, you know, local uh, sprint triathlon that would be you know over in about an hour 
shall we say, for the top competitors, um, those would cost in the range of about a hundred. A um, hundred odd dollars. So um, the the pricing for the road races that I'm seeing and that you and I talked about earlier this afternoon, I don't think are that uh, far out of line. And and I was able to catch just the tail end of what you and Jim were talking about. And race participants, I don't think need to know this absolutely, but I would concur with what you and Jim were talking about in that the cost side of this, be it you know, permits or porta-potties or uh, just about anything related to putting that race on have gone up significantly in the last, you know, five to six years. And really the only source of revenue for for these events, you know, some events do have sponsorship, the bigger races, you know, the bigger marathons, you know, might have sponsorship dollars. But for all intents and purposes, most of the other races, their only source of revenue is the participation um, uh, fees that uh, individual participants pay. So if costs go up, then, you know, race participation fees have to go up. Yeah, that's a really, really important fact. You know, we don't get any money from our government to put on events or races. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know like Ironman's got, you know, they got some sweet deals out there with, with different provinces and different states and different cities. Uh, you know, I mean, even notoriously, the uh, the rock and roll going to Raleigh, North Carolina, $225,000 was the fee that the town of Raleigh paid competitor group to come and do a rock and roll series in their town. Um, you know, so, you know, the bigger, bigger events can, you know, kind of hold a, I don't want to say a ransom, but they can hold like a, like an appearance fee to, to many municipalities because municipalities really get a huge benefit from, from large infrastructural events. Like we talked about earlier, Le Chocolat, 1200 tourists flew into Windsor, Essex, stayed here, ate here, shopped here to to actually you know enjoy the event same with amherstburg with the 600 tourists that come to run for heroes yeah and there's a there's a multiplier effect at work here chris is and you know that when when people come into a a community like that they are they're they're eating out at restaurants they're staying in hotels um i don't know what you know those how they arrive at that multiplier effect number um, but local tourism boards and BIAs, you know, do know those, do know those numbers. And for X period, X number of people that are coming in, you know, that leads to that amount of dollars that are being spent in the community, and that's a positive thing. So, uh, you know, that's why those bigger marquee events, um, you know, can go into a community. And in turn, the community can turn around and say, hey, look, if you want to come here, you know, it's, it's going to cost you. Right, right, and, and and they do, with all due respect. I mean, you know, we, we pay all the fees, we pay all the policing, we pay all the barricades. I mean, don't, not, nothing is granted uh, to Running Flat or, or any other races that I know of uh, in the entire region. But, you know, m- most famously, the uh, there was an economic development study that was done a couple of years ago with, with uh, Chicago and the Chicago Marathon, being really one of the largest marathons in the world. I think at that time it was around 33,000 or 34,000 uh, competitors and uh, the economic impact was $127 million for that weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, now, granted, when you go to Chicago, we spend a lot of money on rooms. <laughs> you know, we, we spend a lot of money on food. Uh, we spend a lot of money on the Golden Mile. You know, uh, you know, hit we hit the Apple Store. You know, there's, there's lots of shopping there as well. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's one of those one of those locations where you're going to spend a lot of money as, as a consumer uh, and enjoying the weekend and making it a, a, like a, a great vacation destination for yourself. But it's, but that's true with almost every place that we go, right? Here's another, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just sort of winging this, Chris, and, and not meaning to put you on the spot, <laughs> but here's another, I think, driver to the costs for, for races now is I think they're with the, with the themed runs and you know the obstacle races and you know and these sort of things that are that are now lumped into the running and I'm putting quotation marks yeah, yeah. around the word running sort no, of event sure. um, you know they're charging you know quite a bit more and I think because because they can because they're new and different and it's a new breed of of uh, participant who you know doesn't come from a running background so they don't have that standardization of oh well i've always paid you know 35 or 40 dollars for a 5k um you know but now i'm going and doing this color run and it's costing 50 or 60 dollars 
plus tax and a, and, and a service fee. And, and yeah. so they don't, they have no grounds of comparison. So for them, you know, they're, they're just going that 50 or $60 is, is fine for, for the color run 5k or, you know, whatever the, the charges and the obstacle races as, as well. Ironically, the, the obstacle mud runs, they're taking place typically off of standard road right. infrastructure. Um, so their production costs at, at, at a, at a, could potentially be lower than these races and also the, the color runs. I know some of them take place in, in you know, parking lots of large stadiums or, or, or shopping malls. So, again, they're off of, I mean, some money would, I'm assuming, has to change hands, you know, rental fees to the stadium or the shopping mall. Um, but, there's always a, but there's always a road closure that goes with that because you leave that site and go around and come back, right? Right, right, right. But anyway, my, my only, my, my, my pet theory here is that these new alternative um, you know, events are driving up the you know the cost as well, simply because they can't. They don't. They, there's no historical uh, precedent for them to charge you know forty dollars for a five k. That's a really interesting thing. I think I think great brands can charge great amounts of money depending on on its worth, right? Oh, and, absolutely. And, and, and this is you and I. We touched a bit on this at the at the uh, race director summit last week, in that a lot. The, the 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 endurance sports events business is starting to get so big now that the normal rules of business and commerce start to apply i.e people will pay you know whatever they feel is is uh, is is the is the right value for a brand i mean people pay more you know for a starbucks coffee than they pay for a tim hortons coffee and you don't see anyone complaining about that they that's just the way they do. Correct. So <laughs> to, to bring that back full circle to, to, to the costing situation, um, I, I believe that our cost for Run for Heroes at $80, which was late in registration, mm-hmm. was, was more than fine and, and more than appropriate for the half marathon in Amherstburg on a closed course, you know, with everything that you get with aid stations every 2K and a port john and, and, you know, scenery and a medal and a great shirt and da 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 you know, everything that you expect get in in a professional run, um, and and we're not even talking about rock and roll series, right? We didn't talk about competitor group and, and what they've been able to do uh, around North America uh, with their brand, because their brand is traditionally forty dollars to fifty dollars more uh, uh-huh. than than the average race, because you're you're going into uh, a rock and roll series event, just like we never touched upon Disney's Princess, um, you know, because those are incredible destination events um yeah. or or even the 125 dollars that we charge for uh, the peely island winery half marathon on an island in the middle of lake erie which only has 10 spots left by the way um mm-hmm. you know which and which is also featured in this month's canadian running magazine i wanted to get that plug in because it's a, it's a great article on on that run but uh but in I always thought that that was a lot of money for that run, but when you only have 350 people and you've got a lot of infrastructural costs, you know, to manage on an island, it's a deal. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and you don't, just like any business, Chris, you know, Apple doesn't have to divulge its, you know, its, its balance sheets to the, you know, to the public. I mean, if it's a publicly traded company, it does, but I mean, if it's a private company, no one needs to know like how much you know it costs you for for barricades or porta potties or road permits or this that and the next thing. So um, that's why I opened up and I said that you know the race participants don't need to know ex- exactly you know what these these costs are, but they do need to know that these costs, just like everything, um, is going up, and you know they're the only source of revenue. So if they see value in in the event hopefully they will continue to support the event and buy into it. Absolutely. And and this last year, if 2014 is, is any kind of marker, we had a banner year registering, you know, close to 20,000 people in this marketplace. So, you know, so that that alone tells me that people find a lot of value in our events and, and what we're doing and what we're trying to do, which is get more people involved in this sport, get more people out there and get more people uh, healthy and, and, and living a better life and really enjoying the social aspects of runners because all runners are awesome people. We know that. Absolutely. <laughs> runners are awesome. 
So really quickly, because because I have you on, can you can we talk a little bit about the 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 healthiness of of triathlon, where it's gone this year, where you see it going next year, uh, even on, at the local kind of smaller community. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of rumors out there that that they haven't been doing well on the on the smaller sprint size around mm-hmm. the regions in Canada and the United States, and and maybe you can kind of shed some light on that in the last couple of minutes of the show. Yeah, sure. I think I think the sport of triathlon, Chris, overall is 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 reasonably healthy. I think the difference, what has changed in the last five years, is is the growth, the organic five to ten percent year over year growth in participation that the sport had been experiencing since the early knots, you know, from about two thousand onwards, has has slowed down to to almost nothing, and it's flattened right out. So. You know, businesses I think are doing okay if they've if they've factored that in. And when I say businesses, I'm talking events, I'm talking retailers, I'm talking coaches, uh, I'm talking brands who are suppliers. You know, in the space, if if they've realized that that this has slowed down and they haven't leveraged themselves for that organic five to ten percent you know growth every year, then they're doing well. The overall size of the triathlon population now in North America is reasonably is reasonably large and, and healthy. It's not as it's not as big as the running, you know, the running population. It's nowhere near that. But by the same token, you know, the, the demographics of the typical triathlete are very are very high. I mean, you know, Ironman participants on average, you know, household income is well north of one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So these are people that tend to be, you know, reasonably to very well off. So um, you know, they're still out there spending a lot on on events, on equipment, and this, that, and the next thing. So I think overall the sport is healthy, but what's happened is is the growth has has, has gone, and we are in into in a period of flatness. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, even when we look at our demographics of, you know, two-thirds women uh, and two-thirds of them are 35 to 55, you know, 115,000 is, is, is where our, our demographics lie. And then even when you look at the, the broader picture that over 50%, closer to 60% have never been in an organized 5K mm-hmm. at our events, we know that we're, we have a much lower uh, threshold into getting into our events. So mm-hmm. we're able to attract that person who's never been in an organized event, attract them with a great theme, great swag, other friends doing it, getting them involved in that event, and in that process, getting them involved in the sport. Whereas it's a lot higher to get, it's a lot harder to get someone on a bike and do a swim, and, oh yeah, and, and you know then go for a run, right? Yeah, you, you, the barrier to entry, both at the, you know the physical barriers and the cost barriers are high. And you mentioned women, and and, and not to be. Um, you know, overly patronize this or, or make too much of a big deal about it. But the, you know, the micro growth, like in the sport of triathlon, is still women. Like when I'm race announcing at a triathlon, and they have the the, the, the give it a try, these sort of you know really yeah. really short, you know really entry level triathlons. Two thirds of those participants in those you know raw sort of entry level races are women. So um, that that's where there is you know good news I would I would say and and you know maybe they've started off in running like maybe they've started off with one of your fun events and they want right. to look at at something new and different and they you know maybe next year they try a triathlon with their friends and and I, and I hope they do and I hope they do really well at it Steve thank you very much for joining us on, on Running Flat Radio it's always great to talk to you and, my pleasure Chris uh, and you've been listening to Running Flat Radio and keep running. And that's the end of it. End of episode. Running Flat Radio with Chris Yazinski. Tuesday night, 7 till 8 on AM 800. Running Flat Radio is a paid program.